on a scale of um, one to ten, how nervous are you guys? Uh, I don't think I'm too nervous. I've never been on the radio before, but I don't know. It seems pretty normal. This like, is the first time on the radio. I'm not gonna lie. I'm doing a lot better after you made a bunch of mistakes right before. <laughs> wow, really? Are we getting off? Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll start it off. Um... So I was born in a town called Kingston, Ontario. Uh, it's about like three hours from here, and I lived there for the first six years of my life. Right. Um, I did not pursue cycling at all in my fir- the first six That's years crazy. of my okay. life, believe it or not. Um, and then when, once I was six years old, I moved to Toronto. Right. Like downtown Toronto, pretty much, right by Casaloma, if you know where that is. Um, and then lived there pretty much until I graduated high school, and I came here to Mac. But it was during my time in Toronto that I discovered mountain biking. Which is kind of strange because it's a city, right? And right, yeah. I discovered something that's like in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I discovered it was uh, I was just watching TV one day and like it must have been like Sports Center or something. Mm-hmm. And I saw like the Women's World Championship mountain bike race on TV when I was like maybe nine, ten years old. Right, right. And I was watching these girls just like whip through the trees, like people cheering them on with like cowbells and whatnot. And I was just amazed. I'm like, this looks like so much fun. Like it's so exhilarating. I, I, I just want to be a part of it. Um, so what I did was I told my dad about it. I'm like, Hey dad, like I saw this on TV. It looks incredible. And he's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like whatever. And then a little later on, he, I guess he decided to, to surprise me. And we went on like a little field trip to, to like some right. park, like some, mm-hmm. some like conservation area. Right. And they happened to have a mountain bike race. And he's like, Oh Martin, like we're going to go like watch this mountain bike race. I'm like, Oh, like I'm so excited. I saw it on TV. Like I want to see like firsthand. Um, and when I got there, uh, we discovered they actually had a kids race, and I guess my dad knew that beforehand because he right. actually had my little my little bike in the back of the car. Right. Aww. And so, <laughs> wow. Uh, I did this little kids race, and I just fell in love with it, and that just really sparked the entire pursuit of cycling. Right. There. How How old were you again when you were? Uh, when I did that, I would have been like eight or nine years old. Eight or nine years old. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you telling me about this. Like biking has it's people think people are just biking, but it's actually there is a certain strategy to, like strategy to that. Like you guys. F- do like formations and shit like it's uh do you guys did you know about that when you uh were first biking oh no i didn't honestly like when i saw it on tv that was the first time i saw it. this was mountain biking so it's not quite as tactical as what you're talking about is like the tactics okay in in, in elite cycling okay uh, actually not even elite cycling amateur cycling low level cycling it's all the same okay um but that's road cycling right okay and so it's a little different because you're actually battling like the drag of wind. You don't, you're not hidden in the trees and you, you typically go a lot faster, like speeds of like the average speeds around like 40, 45 K right. an hour. So it's pretty quick. So you're really battling the wind. Right. Um, but yeah, so I discovered mountain biking first. Okay. And I did that for a number of years. I made a good group of friends. Um, but after a period of time, I, I just wanted to try something new mm-hmm. and I always saw like road cycling as like a potential avenue. Right. And then I guess at some point I discovered something called the, the Tour de France. Tour de France. Which is oh, like yeah. the biggest cycling. It's like the pinnacle of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I just decided to switch. And I guess I haven't gone back since I was, I haven't mountain biked since I was maybe 15. Right. Um, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, so I did that uh, while I was in Toronto. Uh, and then once I graduated high school, I had to decide what I wanted to do with my life. Right. Um, I... I definitely had a hard time figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess 
I guess the reason I chose McMaster is because it has a general first year. Right. Because I was like, I, I, I couldn't even decide whether or not I wanted to do engineering or business or, or anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually first accepted business at Queens. Right. But before that, like, accepted offer went through, like, I took it back. Mm-hmm. Like, I canceled it somehow. I forget how it worked. Uh, and I ended up accepting McMaster's engineering offer. And did you apply to Waterloo? Uh, I don't think I, I think I did, but I didn't get in. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Yeah, I, I either. felt, I felt so bad. It was like, uh, when I found when I got that email, I felt, we well, remember we had to make this quest account for, uh, Waterloo. Like, the, you know, like how, I don't know. We, I don't know. Uh, we had solar, uh, for Matt, yeah, right. Yeah. But there was quest for, uh, Waterloo, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, or if I'm forgetting the name. Um, so we had to, we could check our application status on, um, on, for the if you're applying to uh programs in waterloo and i kept checking it every day in dubai and this one day uh i checked my status and it just said denied that just my this day went downhill from that day but honestly in in hindsight it was a blessing it was a blessing i agree (laughs) it was a blessing yeah um but yeah katie so um tell us about yourself before mac why you chose eng and why you chose the things that you're doing right now yeah so I grew up in Mississauga my whole life with my sister, Leah, and I'd say we spent majority of our childhood uh, playing outside and playing sports. Right. We played competitive hockey, soccer, and volleyball. Every night of the week, we both probably had something going on, and even in our free time, we'd probably be, like, playing in the driveway, some more <laughs> basketball and stuff. So, like, yeah, really athletic family, so <laughs> really athletic upbringing. And then later into, like, my high school years, me and my sister both dedicated our all of our time to volleyball, and we played at a really high like national level, the highest national, the highest level in the nation. Wow, that's Whatever that's that that's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, it was a it was really probably one of the best times of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, just like having that team that being I see all the court. time, yeah. being on the volleyball court, like playing the sport I love. It was yeah, it was just phenomenal, and I really miss that for sure. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, and then once high school was over, um, my volleyball career was over, and it was time to go into university. Um, I chose Mac. I'd say this sounds kind of cheesy, but like because of the vibes. The vibes, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. like everyone here is really down to earth, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't really get that from the other schools. Mm-hmm. It probably helped that I had a friend give me a tour, so like, mm-hmm. yeah, she introduced me to all these cool people that seemed mm-hmm. really nice, and that's definitely what made me choose Mac. And why, why, why engineering? Why? Oh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked myself that out too. Like, no, I, I'm pretty sure people who are graduating are asking themselves right now, like, why, why they chose uh, engineering? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I chose engineering, <laughs> but I'd say like, it's totally not what I thought it was when I came in. But the reason that I chose it when I came into university was because I just loved like physics and science and my I think my dad told me that I should try engineering because he has a physics degree. Okay. And like I think he didn't really think that that was that applicable and mm-hmm. engineering would be more applicable and I mm-hmm. just took my dad's advice. That's good. Yeah. I mean for me I in grade 12 my dad asked me what I wanted to do and I just said, you know, everyone's getting into engineering. I might as well get into engineering <laughs> too. <laughs> so, it's uh but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not having second thoughts. I'm just, you know, like you, when you're graduating, you keep thinking, hey, like I know when I've talked to a lot of graduating students, they keep thinking to themselves, like, what have we learned in the last five years? Because yeah. five years go by in such a flash that you don't know. You th- then you're graduating, and then you're gonna look for a job, and then people have this imposter syndrome where they don't think they're enough for the jobs they're applying to. Yeah. Um, I can. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And 
in in reality you don't have to you don't have to have that you don't have to think oh i'm fully capable once you get into a job you just have to be confident for your abilities and what you've learned so far um and then you'll be fine when you when you uh get into the industry um so tell us about uh your we'll start with martin uh your experience to mac when you came to mac um We'll start off with, like, say, the moments where you felt like you were really accomplished, like you're really happy. And, yeah. Um, moments where I was really accomplished. Well, I remember when I first came to Mac, uh, in my first semester, we, we had to take, like, calculus. It was just, like, first year general calculus at, uh, and, like, yeah. Um, and I remember I walked in, and the prof had, was just going 10 times too quick for me. Like, I guess... I, I felt like exactly like you were saying, like imposter syndrome. Like I didn't deserve to be here. I wasn't smart enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember just struggling so much in math in first semester. Like I was having such a hard time. And I remember working with, with our friends. That's really what helped me actually. It was like finding a good group of friends. Okay. And like working together through problems and really understanding concepts mm-hmm. and, and just having that camaraderie really because that motivates you at the end of the yep. day, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt really accomplished once once I guess we did the first midterm maybe, because mm-hmm. I was convinced like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't want to fail. Like I want to, I want to prove that I belong here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know how I did, but I know I did well enough to, to tell myself like, oh, we're okay. Like mm-hmm. we deserve to be here. Like we can pull off yeah. university. I can relate to that. Yeah, it takes... I, I had the exact same experience. Yeah. I really didn't think I deserved to be here at all. So, mm-hmm. and then ended up turning it around and just crushing it in first year. And that, right. that was probably one of my proudest moments. Yeah. Myself. A lot of kids, I think a lot of kids think yeah. that because Mac is, um, I think they're in the top five, top three universities at Mac in terms of engineering, if I'm not wrong. And people still, and people want to see that on, on Twitter or Facebook. And then they ask themselves, what have I done to get into the top three engineering schools in Canada? Mm-hmm. And and it's fine. Like, everyone goes to this stuff. Yeah. Everyone goes to this stuff eventually. You just have to really be confident in what you're doing. And so, like, you were talking about uh, your midterms. Were the midterms where you thought you, you didn't do really well and that really uh, put your confidence down? Uh, so, definitely go, leading into the midterms brought my confidence mm-hmm. down. Like, thinking, like, oh... Like, okay, I'm going over the chapters here. Like, there's a lot of content. And, like, I struggle with this, this, and this. Like, this is really challenging. Right. Um, but like I said, like, working with friends and realizing that they also struggle, that it is meant to be hard. Yeah. Like, it's not only hard for you. It's hard for everyone. For everyone else. Yeah. And then kind of working as a team to, like, figure, like, work on your weaknesses. Right. And, like, yeah. figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that really helped. Yeah. And then so leading into, like, immediately before the midterm, I think I had a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, I'm going to kill it. Like. I know what we're doing, or I know it as well as anyone else. So if I fail, everyone's failing. Everyone's too. failing. Everyone that I study with. <laughs> I know. That's just uh, that's just thing you realize. Like you know when you uh, like when you fail, when your friend fails, you feel bad, right? But when you fail, when your friend does really well on the test, locate you're like, oh damn it, like why? <laughs> yeah. I, maybe it's just me, but uh, yeah, at least when I was growing, when, like when I first came to first year, it's midterms where there are certain midterms where I it really got me thinking: am I am I fit for engineering? And six years in. And I'm about to graduate, and I'm like, I think, I think, I think I'm good enough mm-hmm. to get through. So, Katie, uh, yeah, same question: happiest moments or moments you felt accomplished during Mac? I think Martin stole mine. Oh no! How <laughs> are you gonna say the same? Thing? Yeah, I don't know. My, uh, I haven't really had any other like standout moments other than. Like, what was it like being in the in the Tron Society or even like the Solar Car Project? Um, it was. They were good experiences. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I just, like, signed up for these things, like, to fill my time and, like, like my passions. Like, I just, like, always having something on the go. Like, Mm -hmm. my my life 
pre-university was very busy and like I kind of like to stay busy otherwise I Mm -hmm. I don't know I get stressed like I just like to just be working on a lot yeah (laughs) um but they went pretty well like I'd say that ultimately I left these opportunities because like they just they seem kind of like inauthentic like it seemed as though a lot of people sign up for them just as like resume boosters and like no one really cared and like it was just a bit frustrating yeah like and you but you really had a passion yeah and like stuff didn't get done and like yeah it was do you want to call them out right now you've got their names you can can (laughs) use this platform right now you can tell them no i'm not gonna call them (laughs) right now but katie's gonna be in this controversy on facebook (laughs) everyone's gonna be hearing about it (laughs) i think that's pretty common uh, in like university extracurriculars i find i found that like people are just doing them for like resume boosters and Right. kind of half-assing them yeah yeah you know? i feel that yeah yeah people are sometimes just in it for uh you know just boosting the resume and you know they yeah. don't give two shits about it uh but uh yeah so yeah so tell us about the times where you um you really felt like you were knocked down to university and you felt like at the moment there was no getting getting back up um i'll start with that one i guess i don't know if it was that dramatic but uh when I had to quit volleyball that was like a really sad time for me mm-hmm. um so I tried out for the McMaster women's varsity volleyball team um and I had the opportunity to play with them but it was just not possible with my engineering schedule mm-hmm. and I had to make a really hard decision to mm-hmm. end my volleyball career mm-hmm. and like that was just so tough for me because like volleyball mm-hmm. was my life mm-hmm. um and then yeah like I guess I just really dove into school and kind of distracting myself from that and then like in second year I thought about trying volleyball again and like for the same reasons it didn't work out Mm -hmm. like I think like I just had so much engineering class and they practiced during the day and I I couldn't make any of their practices like it was just ridiculous like it was 100% not possible I feel it and then yeah and I just but I just missed that like team camaraderie so so much and Mm -hmm. like just like competitiveness like I needed like that outlet so mm-hmm. that's when I tried out for the novice rowing team to kind of like yeah that. Well, and that turned out pretty that was, good too it turned out really well yeah. it was a, I'm really glad that I did that it was a really like I'm really glad I did that too <laughs> it was one of the best experiences yeah. I've ever had uh it really got my uh schedule right because I had my best grades in the year I tried out uh, in the year I did novice rowing with Mac yeah because you wake up really early and then you know you're going to miss a lot of classes. You might miss yeah. a lot of classes because you might want to come back and sleep in. At least I did that because yeah. I was pretty tired. I did not have the same experience. I actually did really poorly in all my classes. Oh, really? <laughs> I, Martin was with me in a lot of the classes. <laughs> I would fall asleep like every two seconds. Like I would get waken up and fallen asleep again immediately. Like I could not keep my eyes open. Really? The professor called me out once and made me read the slide because he saw me sleeping. It was the worst. True and I was story. like, I woke up at four this morning. Give me a break. <laughs> so once I uh, remember two X A three with uh, Frannick, Professor Frannick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh I don't know if you know if you guys know, like I had a really bad case with my I think I showed you my hand once my calluses. No, it's not. I, I mean, it was. It was. I mean, it really hurt at uh, at, at the time. has princess hands. I, and the I did have princess hands before. I can't. I got it. Uh, and they pretty called. Like they pretty much said that too. Like my coaches are like, this guy's got soft hands because yeah. Um. Yeah. Like my hands are pretty bruised. Uh. Three weeks in, uh, into season, and um, I got. I had to get myself out of a lab for uh, one of my courses because. I couldn't type. Oh my god! I couldn't. My hands couldn't bend properly because yeah, every time it was I was really th- bad. I'd never seen anything like it. It, it was, was really bad, and I all had the skin was gone. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was so bad that I had to send him a picture of my hands. So usually you have a you have a there's a law that there's a rule, not a law, but there's a rule that if you go into your test or your assignment, uh, your lab, uh, you can't MSAF it after if you uh, if you if you present right. So I went into the lab. I told the T I can't do this. I'm gonna just email it email Fanic about it, and I'll tell him that I'll I'll convince him. So one back home, I took a picture of my hands. I sent it to Fredek, and he said, it's okay, it's fine. He moved, he EFSAF, he approved my EFSAF. And that was, that was interesting. I, those hands, my hands really hurt. I couldn't write for the longest time. Uh, hands, I was struggling to write, like, just two or three lines for the first three, week, first three or four weeks. Um, but yeah, Martin, uh, so any of those moments where you felt, uh, like, knocked down, and then you picked yourself back up? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, in my first year, I had a hard time academically, but at the same time, I was trying to pursue cycling. And so yeah. I was training as much as I was before, if not more. Like I was doing everything I could to succeed in school, but also stay fit for, right. for my cycling season. Um, and like I got through it, which was a great accomplishment, but it took a lot out of me. Like I was definitely knocked down. And then once second year rolled around, I was like, you know what? I don't think I can go through that again. Like I need to make something easier on myself. And so what I actually decided to do was quit cycling. Really? And yeah, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I've had a good run. Um, you know, it's really hard to do in university. Like, there's no no point putting all my time and effort into this pursuit. Wow. If if I can't get the most out of myself. Um, and so I quit. I didn't bike for maybe three, three four months. Um, but then I, I just didn't feel like myself. Like, part of my identity was gone. I was like, hey, like, what am I doing now? Like, I, I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and so that was definitely a low point. I didn't. I was just so lost. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what I decided to do was pick up cycling again. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to ride for fun. Mm -hmm. Like just stay fit, like whatever. Um, but then eventually, like, I don't know, I guess I was just driven and I got right back into an event. It took maybe a month and I was right back to where I was before. Mm -hmm. The season didn't go as well because I'd taken three, four months off. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's how I got out of that, that slump. Mm -hmm. And I haven't stopped since. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that four month period was definitely rough. Mm -hmm. How did you, what was your attitude towards, so... I mean, when you're doing sports like these, like biking, it takes a lot out of you. Like even rowing, it's just, it's crazy. Like it's the amount of energy it takes out of you. What kept you going? Like even there's, there's so much amount of pain, you you didn't know what the end result was. You don't know where this was going, right? What kept you going uh, every day? Um, honestly, I think just knowing that you don't know what the end result's going to be and just trusting in the process. Like, okay, if I put in the work, if I eat right, I train right, and I sleep right, something can come of this. And... I just fell in love with the process. Like I treated my body as if it was a project. It was like, mm -hmm. okay, like do everything you can to get your body to be as quick as it can possibly be on a bicycle um, while still like, you know, maintaining your classes and right. keeping up with everything else and like making sure you're happy. Cause that's another, that's a whole completely different component that needs to be, needs to take place in order for you to see, succeed in anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, like I just believed in the process. I was just like, you know what? Like I kind of like that. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to do everything I can to be as successful as I possibly can be. I totally agree with that because I think people are uh, at this point when they're graduating, they're at the same point too because everyone's goal right now is to get a job but they're not trying to appreciate the process. I mean, I, I right now, yeah, like at some point, I do want to find a full-time job but we're all so like, you know, in that race to get a job quickly, we don't, we're not trying to appreciate the process because that's where we learn a lot, right? W would you guys agree? What, uh... Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, 
yeah, some of the, the best life lessons I've learned have come from, from struggling in the process. And then, you know, sometimes you don't achieve anything, mm-hmm. but other times you do. And then you really appreciate the struggles you experience throughout yeah. the process. Yeah. And it just makes it more worthwhile, right? Yeah. I, like I've, I've read <clears throat> like paper research papers and stuff when they say that uh, people have noted when people set goals and certain like they want to accomplish some certain things. The feeling when they achieve that goal isn't as fulfilling as uh, the process they went through. And that's crazy because imagine like you, whatever goal you have right now and you've you've reached it, right? And then that feeling probably will last for 30 seconds or like, oh, yeah. wow, it's awesome. Kind of like, what's next? Yeah, what's next? Because <laughs> we always, we've always got bigger fish to fry. We've always got stuff to, stuff you want to do. But I think it's the lessons we learn, which is the most important. And that always sticks with us for uh, for the rest of our lives. So we're nearing the end of the show. Any last words for young students for who listening to this? <laughs> um, I'd say that my last words for the young students at McMaster would be um, to always believe in yourself because like you can succeed if you don't believe that you can mm-hmm. and also listen to your gut I had to make a lot of hard decisions yeah. and I beat myself up about them for a while because I didn't think it was the right decision and then it ended up I think ultimately being the, the best for me and everything worked out great so it was all good that's awesome yeah, yeah. um yeah, just to build off what I said before, just believe in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you might, might take some hits, you might chip away at you, but you need to chip away at a, at a block to make a sculpture. 